internet, how's it going? Jeff Antoniak here, Digging Deeper Jazz videos. So happy to have you with us. Today we're talking about phrasing is sexy. What the hell do I mean by that? Uh, what I mean by that is phrasing. That doesn't sound like the kind of jazz book you'd want to buy. It doesn't sound like the kind of video you'd want to click on. We want to know about altered scales and tritone substitutes and bitonality and stuff like that. Well, I tell you what, that's fantastic stuff. But phrasing is what makes a beginning player able to make any sense. That's what makes an intermediate player into a semi-pro. And that's what makes a semi-pro into a professional who is making an artistic statement. Phrasing, it's where it's at. So that's what we wanna talk about today. Clearly, this is gonna be for all instruments. It doesn't matter if you're a drummer, a melodic instrument, or a compen. Phrasing is where it's at. Okay, so let's dig into this a little bit. By the way, I'm gonna use the song Take the A-Train, made famous by Duke Ellington, written by Billy Strayhorn. That's gonna be uh, what we do some examples on today. And uh, I wanna start by making the observation that if you flip through the real book or look at some jazz standards and look on the right side of the page, in other words, if, if the lead sheet, the song, is written out, let's call it four measures per line, one, two, three, four, next line, one, two, three, four measures. If you look down the right side of the page, in other words, the last measure of every line, what do you typically see? Hmm, kind of a weird way to put it. Well, I'll tell you what you typically see. A rest or a long note. A rest or a long note. That's where the phrase ends. Most four-measure phrases, there's two, three, three and a half measures of material, then it comes to an end, just like this sentence here. Right? So there is a pause at the end of a statement, whether it's speaking English or speaking Spanish or speaking jazz, right? So on the end of those four measure phrases, now, yes, there are pickups. There might be some action moving into the next phrase. There's many, many exceptions, but think about it. Let me do this. Let me put this sheet up uh, for you right now. So this is Take the A Train, and you can see that I have circled the last measure on every line. And what do we see, without exception, Whole notes, rests, the occasional half note. So this is a perfect example of what so many songs do. Now, Billy Strayhorn, can we agree he knew what he was doing? Can we agree that maybe we don't know quite as much? Okay, so let's take a lesson from Billy Strayhorn or a zillion other great composers and arrangers getting our phrasing straight. Billy Strayhorn knew how to do more complicated stuff, but he knew that that's an important thing. So we wanna get our phrasing straight. And the analogy to me is always language. So if all of my sentences are too short, that's kind of weird, right? If uh, you say, hey, Jeff, how's this going? I say, fine. And you say, uh, what's going on? I say, nothing. Well, you sound a bit like uh, a teenage boy, right? <laughs> it's, it's too terse. It doesn't sound right. You're getting an emotional response and it's not quote unquote normal, right? When things are too short, it doesn't, my phrasing is off, right? How about if everything is too long, right? The average sentence, I looked this up today, the average sentence in English is like 15 to 20 words long. I was gonna guess 13, okay. So um, now what happens when there's these run-on sentences? That's energetic, that can be fine, or you sound like an amped up 13-year-old who's had too much Mountain Dew, not fine. That's exhausting. You don't, after a while, you don't know what the hell the person's even saying. It's just, you're being beaten down by words or notes. We need to get 
our phrasing straight. So let me do this. I'm going to play through. Take the A train right now. I'm going to put the uh, chord changes up. And um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to play some really standard four-measure phrases. Here's the thing, and here's your assignment. A four-measure phrase is not four measures of material. A four-measure phrase is three, maybe three and a half measures of material. And then there is that pause, that break, a sentence with a period and some space. All right. So let me give this a try for you. Okay, so four measure phrases. So it was pretty square sounding. I was making, you know, a real point with what I was doing, but hopefully that sounded natural. Hopefully it made sense, right? Now I'm here to tell you, I've heard hundreds, thousands of students uh, playing, and I'm talking about younger students, but I'm here talking to you adult students, right? And what I have heard over and over again is folks who more often than not play too long. They'll play sort of past a four measure phrase, which isn't a bad thing, but what happens is they play past it and now they're sort of off from where things should be and it's hard to get back on. Next thing you know, you're lost in the changes. You're not sure where you're at in the changes. You're not sure if you're in the fourth or fifth measure. So that's more of a beginner intermediate kind of thing that happens. Um, and it's a big deal. So practice getting your phrasing straight. Start playing within those four measure phrases. Can you do that? And for pros, it's hard to do because it's really limiting our expression. But I really think you should give this a try. And for those of us kind of putting this together more beginner, intermediate kind of level, this is going to sort out a lot for you. So that's the way I want you to start playing with this. So now here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play one more time, play through Take the A Train. And what I'm going to do now is vary my phrasing, okay? So this is more quote-unquote advanced. But, uh, you know, so it'll probably sound better. It'll be more natural for me to vary my phrasing. That's the way I like to play. But uh, you have to keep straight of where you're at. If you're going to play a five-and-a-half measure phrase, you have to make sure you know where you're at when you come back in the next time. That is why this is an advanced thing. All right, here we go.
Okay, phrasing is sexy, right? That sounded very different. So just the difference between the first way and the second way. You may have a preference. Perhaps the first way was more traditional. Perhaps the second way sounded a little more modern. Either way, it sounded different, right? And I was using very much the same material that I was playing. It was where I was putting it. Interesting, right? So, uh, I, I always think about language. So now if you're uh, you know, kind of hip to these actors, Jeff Goldblum or Christopher Walken, those guys have very different phrasing. Christopher Walken like, doesn't care about punctuation. He will stop in the middle of a sentence where he should keep going, where every other human would keep going, and he'll stop and he'll put a weird accent on a word. And then he'll start in a weird place. Check out some Christopher Walken. That dude is a badass at phrasing. His phrasing is so different, so personal, and it makes him stand out, right? So now that's where this kind of becomes a semi-pro and a pro graduate student level thing, is our phrasing is huge. That's our personality. So yes, we get wrapped up in the cool scales and the great chord substitutions and everything else, but I will tell you that phrasing is what makes you swing, Phrasing it was what makes you simply keep your place in the music. And phrasing is one of the things that makes you sound like you. So get a handle on this stuff. So assignment number one, begin to play four measure phrases. Just see, can you do that 20 times in a row? If you can, good, moving on. Most of us are gonna be challenged, including all the pros. Can you limit yourself? Can you, it's like writing a poem. Can you make this word rhyme with this word? Can you make that refer to that? Wow, that takes a little doing. Okay, so when you can do that, now start consciously varying your phrasing. See if you've got your particular phrases, your particular phrase length or something. I bet you do. So this is a really, really big deal. And, uh, you know, it just doesn't get talked about or, or written about or recorded about nearly enough. So phrasing is sexy. I'm going to say it again. All right. And last thing, I want to thank you guys out there. I, there's... I, I don't know, thousands of people a day watching these videos. I can't believe it, it's fantastic. And what's so cool is some of you guys are coming to Maryland Summer Jazz, the uh, adult jazz workshop we do here on the East Coast of the United States every July. So some of you guys who I have yet to meet but who enjoy this information, guys and women, um, you're coming from various countries from around, from around the United States, it's amazing. So I'm so excited about that. The spots are starting to go fast, so if this is something you might be considering, please get in touch, let me know. And if you'd like uh, the handout for the day, as always, you can write me at diggingdeeperjazz at gmail.com. I'll send it off to you. So thanks so much. Tell your friends, phrasing is sexy. Take care, guys. Hey.